man. You know, I, I went you. to uh, I went to BMO recently, and I was just like waiting in line, and some old lady walks in. This is like, I think right after um, the most recent Indigenous holiday. But she comes in. She saw the sign on the door for that holiday. And that's the only reason why she came in. And she was like, going to wait in line to ask the teller what the hell the sign meant. <laughs> right. And then she comes up to me because I'm like the last person in line. She's like, what is this uh, truth and reconciliation there, sonny boy? And I'm like. Get the fuck out I'm going to eat. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish the story. And then. Uh, I sort of like explain it like, you know, in general terms to her. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, another holiday made up by Trudeau. Oh, fuck that criminal. And then she just walks out. <laughs> I'm like, this is the only reason why he walked in the bank? Like, what is wrong with you? And that is going to be the intro for the podcast. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Hoops Corner. I'm your host, Peter Tran, and on the line, the Iceman himself, permanently in the dog pound. Josh Cohen, how you doing? Doing really well. Can't wait for tomorrow. It's finally starting. Is it tomorrow? The next day? The 19th, right? No. 18th? As long as today is Monday, 18th. I have my days correct. Tomorrow is the <laughs> first day, the premier day of the NBA. Ooh. Ooh, baby, I'm excited. The banger in the paint, our residential medical expert, my bad. Our fantasy, not so much of a warlord, Rajan Walia, how you doing? You know what, I definitely don't know what day of the week it is, but uh, I do sense some NBA coming our way. I'm glad, man. Can you uh, sense a better fantasy season for yourself? Uh, let's just say I'm in my, uh, I redshirted last year, and I think I'm going to have a slow <laughs> rookie campaign this year. <laughs> you can say that again. He red, red shirted. Woo. You should just had uh should have had your sub just draft for you the whole way through, man. I don't know, man. Uh there's some questionable picks, but you know what? At least I have something to blame it on. <laughs> hey, I like that. Always pass the blame, Raj. That's a good that's a good move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's have the backup. <laughs> <laughs> so we got five burning questions, guys, but before we start with that, do you guys want to talk about a Quick little Charles Barkley getting a massive ass extension with TNT. It's rumored at 10 years, close to 200 milli for Chuck. Woo. Woo. Chuck's going to be making more than the Golden State Warriors combined at one point or another. I'm just saying. Hey, as long as we can keep him on, he's TV gold, okay? As long as we can keep him on and keep Draymond off the show, I'm cool. <laughs> but... There is a little thing with that story in that the TV contract's coming up. And if the NBA doesn't come back to TNT, then that contract is essentially null and void. But you would think the fans would revolt at that point. So hopefully they get it done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, imagine that. Chuck finally goes on social media after all these years of ignoring it just to hear the praise about himself. (laughs) Just to find out where he should go next. Yeah, it see, would the be thing a is huge T- loss, though, honestly, if they don't go back to NBA and TNT and we get stuck with ESPN just nonstop with their halftime show, which is like three minutes of, yeah. like, <laughs> of nonsense conversation. Then they go to commercial after a minute and they do the exact same thing for the next two. Stupid. But I, I think TNT, even if they didn't have the actual NBA game, they could talk about the NBA game 
and probably still get more viewers than ESPN. Oh, easily. That's just how sure. poor the product 100%. Um, is. But actually, speaking of this, and I know we're going to get to this with talking about Draymond and the Warriors, but I actually look at it as the opposite. I feel like Draymond might be like, hey, look, the money's out there. Like, I'm going to be a big media guy eventually. I'm going to keep doing crazy stuff and... Uh, eventually I might get a, a media contract like this in 15, 20 years. So uh, this just incentivizes some crazy behavior from Draymond, maybe. You have got a point there, unfortunately. I think he's going to keep doing this nonsensical stuff just to stay relevant because I think the next couple of years in the NBA for him are going to be pretty rough. Wait, wait, wait. Are you guys proposing that Draymond punched Jordan Poole in the face? Just to make headlines? Is this what we're hearing? <sighs> Maybe. May, may you know what? I don't think he had that much foresight, but I'm saying he might look at this and be like, hey, if I don't get that big contract that I want now, I might go have... He might have to go punch like Darren Fox when he joins the Kings or something. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody is safe from Draymond's wrath. I, I like it. Uh, why don't we just start there in Golden State? I know I gave you guys the rundown already, but let's just change up that order real quick. The Golden State Warriors have extended Jordan Poole to a nice contract. Four years, $140 million. Not so bad for a guy that was in the G League like two years ago, right? They also extended Andrew Wiggins. NBA All-Star, thanks to uh, the K-pop fanatics out there, Andrew Wiggins. Four years, $109 million. That means in about two years... The Golden State Warriors salary cap is going to be well over 200 million. And as we know, Draymond's going into a contract year next year. It means he's already looking forward to it. Are we just looking at this Golden State Warriors core, this like dynasty, if you want to call it that, shriveling up in front of our eyes here with these contracts being given out to these other players? Not so Draymond focused, Raj? Like, is this is this the end of it? I I think Draymond's time with the Warriors, I think he actually will play the rest of this year um, with them. I think they're going to be NBA contenders. They're the reigning champs. Uh, he actually, I, I know people hate a lot on his offensive stats, but you can't deny the fact that he has formed a great partnership with Steph Curry. He covers a lot of uh, the defensive liabilities that Steph has had in the past. And he knows this team. He He's okay with not scoring and not putting up more than 10 points a game. And uh, you need those type of players. We see it in like PJ Tucker. Um, they're coveted players. I think people just look at what he thinks he's worth on the market and then look at his offensive stats. Cause we don't measure a number of screen assists. We don't measure how many times you're able to switch on a bigger defender. Like again, I, I think Draymond's still valuable. I do see him playing on this Warriors team and, the reason I say that is they've only ended up suspending him for one game, I think, if I understand correctly. They didn't suspend him. He took some time away from the team. He got a nice vacation. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. Like the fact that they aren't suspending him makes it seem like they either A, are going to look to try to trade him, which I, I don't think they're going to get much value from him or the value they want. And uh, and anyways, like he's too valuable for them this year, given all the money they've spent. Yeah, there was one thing in there that made me smirk in that you said that uh, Draymond um, sacrificed his points per game 
um, that he wouldn't get 10 points per game on this team. I don't think it's because of uh, shots being taken or not taken. I think it's because he can't do it anymore. Yeah, but but I think he still has value on the team. Like, no, like for sure. He can shoot sure. more, and he can shoot more, and he can. I'm pretty sure Draymond can average more than ten points on a horrible efficiency. Yeah. On a horrible efficiency, like he I could, could average take, ten like, points per game in the NBA on twenty percent from the field if I shot enough too. You can't yeah, shoot twenty percent in the NBA. Don't lie. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> if I grew a foot, maybe. <laughs> Out of here, twenty percent. No, Jesus. I am looking forward though. If I mean, it's looking like Draymond's not going to be on the team. Maybe as soon as this season, probably next season. You would think. Um, I think they have two seasons to figure it out, right? But I think their tax bill at that yeah. point is going to be like four hundred and something million dollars, something huge. Oh my god! And then you're going to have the extensions coming up for like James Wiseman and Kaminga and those guys. Um, so. It's going to be at least Draymond, you would think, and then maybe Clay Thompson as well at some point will have to uh, eventually get traded off this team. I, maybe not, again, this year, ooh, but a year or two. I, I could actually see them doing a, a trade with like Draymond and either Wigan, uh, sorry, uh, either Clay um, or Poole in the future if they don't end up winning this year and trying to restructure. Because I think they do like Kaminga. As a piece, he's he won't be as expensive. He'll be able to keep their salary low. And I think they just kept Poole and re-signed him because they know he has value in the league. And another year with him putting up good numbers besides the Splash Brothers um, is, is going to not only maintain his value, may increase his value. So uh, they may look to ship Poole in a year from now and Poole may want a bigger role on a bigger team once um, playoff time comes around and he might not be starting because... Remember, he didn't start in the playoffs when Curry came back. Actually, he did. <laughs> he did in the first round anyway. Second round, you're correct, though. Curry came off the bench in the first round, which was, yeah, but it was interesting. <laughs> but we also had to see Curry come back from an injury, like Not that transition sure. period. So I, I, I can see, like, uh, I can see Draymond playing this year. I can see Poole playing this year. If they win a championship, great. I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up trading both. Draymond Poole and just retooling with a younger roster and Steph and Clay and I think for for Clay he might end up getting moved as well but I don't see them paying four hundred million dollars in uh, luxury tax anytime soon. I mean, there has been a couple yeah. of good points on you know the ownership of the Golden State Warriors. I think they bought the Warriors for like five hundred million or something like that, and now it's worth pennies. Yeah, it's worth like four or five billion now. So them spending this luxury tax, I guess, is nothing for them at this point, as long as they keep winning. And they do have a lot of talent on this team, so maybe they just do run it back for another year or two and then figure it out after that. Because you think eventually, like one of those three guys, probably Draymond, is eventually um, going to become a shell of his former self if he's not already, honestly. And I will give Draymond credit. Obviously, he's one of the best defensive players ever, but. You take him off this team and you put him on pretty much any other roster in the NBA, he looks average at best. As a defensive player? No, no. in general. Okay. I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say at best. I think he would be like I would consider Draymond in my like view of his role on a team as a PJ Tucker. That's isn't that average at best? Well, like PJ Tucker a few years younger, I would argue. Like PJ Tucker now is not the PJ Tucker of like twenty eighteen, 
2017. I mean, we saw Draymond without Curry and Thompson two seasons ago. What did he do? He just pouted the entire year. And, yeah, he quit. He quit. He did. He straight yeah. up just said, I don't want to play on a bad team. I don't want to play against other bad teams. I'm out. And just sat. Yep. Yeah, but but can you blame him when he's playing with players who yes. literally... Yes. No, but he's playing with players that have never barely played in the NBA. He was playing with... Like, his lineup was... Burks was Kaminga even in the league at that point? No. Nope. Um, Damian Lee. Like, I don't. I don't care. Do your job, dog. Hey, if you're a yeah. top seventy-five player, you raise the floor of your team. He is not a top seventy-five player of all time. Not even close. The whole, the whole, the whole narrative behind Draymond is that he makes everyone better around him. He's basically Golden State's point guard. Yep. But so but, be a point guard and be the leader. Dog, this guy legit just said Steph's not playing this year. He got he, like broke his hand. Clay's out for the entire year. Why am I going to bother? And, and what happened the next year? They won the NBA championship. Oh, it was two years. But Sorry, that doesn't, years. that's irrelevant. No, that's it not isn't. a winner's mentality. You- Raj, you can't just be like, no, I have shitty teammates. I'm out. Imagine if you pulled up to the Y and were like, oh, yo, I don't have like three, six, like oh. six foot fives on my team. I'm out. Come on. No, but what kind what, of logic is that? But would, would you say that you would expend all of your effort and energy in a losing cause and ultimately they probably wanted to tank right to get a higher draft pick like what no he did what vince carter did to the raptors yep straight up and everyone in toronto hated vince for it at the time but they love now now. obviously yeah time heals all wounds i still hate so there's a championship for draymond i still hate vince yeah well josh hates everybody (laughs) but besides josh Yeah, man. Draymond quit. That's all, I, that's all oh, I'm yeah. going to say. I'm not, I'm he quit deni- on his team. I'm not denying he quit. I'm not saying like, oh, that was the right move. But I'm saying I can't necessarily judge his worth based off of a season where his team wasn't very good. Like at that roster with the injuries they had, they were not a good team. No, nah, man. They build him up to be that guy that puts everything together and is the glue. Do your job, man. You gonna get? You want to get paid like a superstar? You better play like a superstar. I remember us having this conversation about Clay a couple of years ago, where we were talking about if he had his own team, how would he be? And at the time, I said that you know Clay Thompson would just be like an average shooting guard. I take that back. You know, I took that back right away after the finals, especially and how he played against the Raptors, because <laughs> he was like unbelievable. And you see a guy like that as a floor raiser on a team where like he knows he has to step up, so he steps into that role. And he becomes not the guy, but the second guy, obviously. And he was taking guys off the dribble. He was doing everything. And then you see a guy like Draymond who's put into that role. At least he could show something, you know? Like, have your team not blown out by 20 points every night. Like, show some heart. You don't just quit on your team like that. Okay. He sucks. You're now, Fuck you're Draymond. now the GM. <laughs> he did a shitty thing. I'm not excusing his behavior, but you're, you're the GM of any team in the NBA. What salary do you give Draymond given the salaries that were given to other players? His next contract is going to be a bust no matter what. No matter if the Golden State Warriors give it to him or somebody else. Because he's going to want to raise, no. obviously. He's not like Yo, he's Wiggins. He's going to the Lakers. Okay. He's going to the Lakers to play with the, the clutch team, man. Great. He's get the Lakers are going to suck for another five years. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm looking forward to but, it. Yeah. But what is the contract? Like, how many years? Like, let's say four years. How much should he get? Oh, God. He's not going to get four years. He's going to get, like, Oof. two or three at a time. But at most, like, 15, oh, He's going to get three for sure. 
He's yeah, like, he's somebody's gonna, get, gonna give him three. Draymond's old. He's, he's gonna get three or four years. Are you kidding me? So in two years, Draymond will be thirty-four. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I mean, Chris. Obviously, it's a different situation, but Chris Paul put this clause in the CBA where guys at a certain age, Draymond's not even close to that. I think he's like thirty-six or thirty-seven years old. Thirty-six. Yeah, like 36 and still get like a longer term contract. And Draymond's not even close to that. But he's like, in basketball years, he's beyond 32 right now. He's at like 37, yeah. maybe. <laughs> yes. I, I, totally irrelevant to everything. I'm on Draymond Green's uh, basketball reference page. And you know how they list nicknames? Day Day, Dre, Trash, The Dancing Bear. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> The dancing bear. Yo. Woo. <laughs> uh, you know, last right, word on it. this. The... I wish there was an alternative reality where David Lee doesn't get injured and then Draymond doesn't step into the spotlight and become the guy that he did today. Because he would have been out of the league within like five years, maybe. 100%. Jordan Bell? I actually yeah. believed in Jordan Bell. Sure. He had like a triple double in his rookie year, and I was like, all right, I'm in. Yeah, but, but <laughs> give me the number. Four years, how much? What's his contract? Just give me the number. What is he worth to GM Josh? So just to be clear, I think his contract ends at the end of next year, correct? Yes. Correct. So he has this year at uh, – let me check the numbers real quick for you guys. This year, Draymond is making 25.8. Next year, he has a player option for 27.5, which he'll obviously take. So he's obviously going to want to extend, and they're probably not going to give him the extension – and he's not going to take a discount like uh, Wiggins did because um, Wiggins knows he's in the perfect situation for him, obviously. So I think Draymond's going to end up taking the uh, the Kyle Lowry route and taking like a three-year contract at whatever the equivalent of $90 million was a couple of years ago. So I think it's going to be like three years, $110 million with some team that is going to instantly regret it. Yeah, I, I I can see Draymond going for a, a four year extension, hundred and twenty, hundred twenty five million, something like that, with a, a team option at the end. I don't understand you why Peter's making your, the face. You guys are out of your mind if you think a GM wants that Draymond smoke. Oh, they will. I'm, they someone's they gonna know. take him. They. It's. Remember, it's going to be someone who's like really in their shit, like Detroit. I can see Detroit being a spot because he's going to go home to Michigan. And Dwayne Casey is like that old school guy that's going to love Draymond's grit and blah, blah, blah. But like 30 million a year for four years? Yeah. At three years? Are you kidding me? No. It's going to happen. Yeah, Peter, just wait for the tag. I don't even care if the TV deal is going to increase their salary cap. It's not going to happen, man. Not for that length of time. That's way too long. All right, what do you uh, think? He's he's for a guy it. who's already a shell of himself from his prime, for a guy who attacks teammates, dog, there's no way that this is going to happen. What do you think yeah. he's going to get? I'll give you... If you're going to go long-term, if you're going to go three or four years, 23 to 25 cap. I'll give you thirty years for two years. Thirty for two years. <laughs> thirty years. <laughs> it's like he's going to jail. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be an exec somewhere. 
Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll see you at two years for thirty million. But no, oh any more God. than that, I don't see it. What? Like, okay, Peter? Like two like, years? Not, thirty million? Fifteen million no, no, a year? Thirty each. Thirty year. Thirty per year. Sorry. So sixty in total. Nah, I can't see it. That'll be his last contract. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. He's. I I don't know. Just watch. I don't. I'm far off of this Draymond train. In case you couldn't tell. Yeah, mark this down in your predictions word pad right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll sure, man. Whatever. I can. I can do that. Um, can we turn to something a little happier? Josh, can you give me a team or a player? You know, something that you're like low key high on. You know, for me, it's the Kings. Obviously, we'll talk about that later. But like, you know, something who's sparked your interest a bit this year. I mean, obviously, we talked about a lot of teams the last couple podcasts. I'm going to bring up somebody new. So let's go with, how about the Cleveland Cavaliers? I am high on the Cleveland Cavaliers this year, especially as a regular season team. I think they're probably a year or two away from being like a conference finals level team. They still need to figure out their small forward position. Um, But overall, in the regular season this year, I think they're going to win a lot of games because their top four guys play a lot of games in the regular season. And I think that they fit really well. Like, they have an identity going into this year based on what they did last year. They almost won 50 games last year if their big guys don't get injured, especially at the end of the year with Jared Allen. Um, Mobley missed a couple games, obviously, after the All-Star break as well. So I think if those big guys are healthy, I think they're absolutely going to win at least 45. And I think that they're probably going to get a home court advantage, um, you know, throughout the uh, at least the first round. Um being able to get a top four seed with this roster as currently constructed. And I think they have a pretty decent upside too. If Rubio comes back um, at a decent level, because he was a guy that was a floor raiser for them last year when he was on the floor with Garland, they were one of the best lineups in the NBA. So you had Mitchell to that as well. And having him on the floor who's played with Rubio before as well, coming off the bench. um, I think that that's a nice mix for them. And if they get any production out of their small forward position, I think Dean Wade is going to be pretty good this year, actually. Um, I think that they could be pretty good. I think uh, I think what you said is pretty good, um, is their, their ceiling. Um, I think it all comes down to their production at their small forward position. Like, they have good depth in the guard position, players that play different styles. They have a lot of scoring there. Um, and some flexibility, even if they have injuries. And then their front court, um, it'll be interesting to see how much production Kevin Love gets, because I know uh, there was a guy in our fantasy draft that ended up nabbing him late, but um, it'll be interesting to see how much Kevin Love plays and if he's more of just a mentor role. Um, But with Mobley and Jared Allen, that's a very good starting front court. But the big hole is the small forward position in the in the NBA. It seems to win, especially in the playoffs. You have to have good depth and good uh, good production from your small forward position. And I don't know if I trust Dean Wade all that much. I mean, you don't need to trust Dean Wade, but you gotta trust that uh, that Mobley and Jared Allen can just cover up whatever happens in that position, right? Like you're gonna need to if you're gonna really focus on this hole at the three, then the offense still needs to take advantage of it, right? So you still need slashers that go to the net. If you're going to have someone come to the net and you're met by Jared Allen, I, I'll take that. I'll take Cleveland's defense all day with those two bigs. 
great. Isaac Okoro can't shoot. He might be a liability on offense, but that guy can defend the hell out of the ball. So I, if you run those three out, plus obviously Garland, we've seen what he was last year. We know what Donovan Mitchell does. That's a pretty nice squad, man. Like, that's a very strong five. And to be honest, not every playoff team has a strong, like, central five to work with. It doesn't need to be evenly keeled, like, across your lineup, right? You just need to have, uh, like, a, a strong defensive core, which they obviously have, and then just a balance for it. And yeah. clearly they got, like, Mitchell to balance out that offense. Yeah, I think offensively they're good, and I, I think defensively, they, like you mentioned, their front court's good. I just think, like, to have that flexibility and to play different styles, to have a small forward that gives you good production on both the offensive and defensive sides of the ball, I think good teams have that. Not, like, and Cleveland doesn't. Like, I think to really be a threat in the East, you need to have good wing play. Yeah, and they have some trade chips though, right? So they have Karis LeVert, who, you know, he's making a, a number to where you can actually even maybe even attach like a first round pick to him and get a pretty good player back, you would think, from a team that's trying to tank for Weminyama, right? So you look at that as a potential option. Then you have Kevin Love, who makes thirty million this year, or around that mark. So same idea, if you attach a first round pick to him. You might be able to get a $30 million player from one of the tanking teams. So they have some options. I'm not sure if they want to go into that as soon as this year. I think with Kevin Love, they sort of have to if they want to go down that route because he's expiring um, this season. But I think Levert yeah. has another year left, if I'm not mistaken. And Levert's no, the one guy... No, this is a contract year for Levert. Oh, okay, well, there you go. Um, so, I don't know. With Levert, I'm not sure if he really fits into this team. I think in the early part of the year, he's going to be fine coming off the bench if he does end up coming off the bench. Um, because, you know, Cleveland only has uh, Raul Neto um, behind the guards right now. So I think Levert's going to play a lot of minutes. Um, but once Rubio comes back, I think Rubio's a much better fit than him. So I would probably make the big trade next year to try to bring somebody in who they think fits at the three. And again, I don't think in the regular season it's going to matter that much, honestly. Because they're so, I mean, they're going to be pretty good at least defensively. I think they'd probably be top ten on defense, and then uh, offensively they should be better this year. So that's a recipe for at least forty-five to fifty wins. It's just def- you know, in, in the playoffs, I think their problem is going to be on offense because the one thing we haven't talked about yet is Evan Mobley, and I think that unless Mobley takes a big step up and becomes like a guy that can get you twenty in the playoffs against a good defense, which I don't think he's quite there yet. Maybe he is, who knows. But if he is, then they actually have a shot to win around this year. If he's not, then they don't. Because they can just put... I mean, other teams can put bigger wings on their guards. And then what option does Cleveland have at that point, right? So Mobley has to be a guy for them. Let's get Lou Dort to this team. <sighs> okay, so he's going to have to tank, right? That would be a fantastic fit, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. That, yeah. that would be the fit. Um, that would probably push them to a good Eastern Conference team to a contender. I, I personally think this team will probably perform somewhat similar to like the Bulls did last year before the injuries. That was like a top three team in the league. Yeah, they were the first seed for a while. So, I mean, it's possible <laughs> for sure. It is yeah, possible. But I, I think, but I think when teams looked at the Bulls, they were like, okay, they're good. They're having a good regular season, but they're definitely beatable in the playoffs. That's where I see them, like, 
kind of how they're going to play out their season. Obviously, injuries dictate a lot or did dictate a lot of how the Bulls ended their season. Um, but I, I can see kind of that situation where, like, they're a team with a lot of new pieces put together. On paper, they have good depth. They they have scoring in multiple positions. They maybe are one or two big pieces away from being serious contenders. Um, and uh, they're probably going to push really hard to have a great regular season and finish in the top two or three. In the East, they'll try before injury. So uh, that's where I kind of see them. It's the uh, Utah special, as uh, Donovan Mitchell knows. Yeah, they need to find their P.J. Tucker, honestly. Just a guy that can like play off the ball, play really good defense, and just not care about shots. they got to find that guy in the next year So, Draymond? No. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Got to be able no. to hit the open threes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Open threes are essential in this league. Or and, uh, shot Draymond in general. Draymond a backpack. Any shot. Any shot. Layup. Yeah, true. <laughs> oh, man. Raj, uh, give me a team, give me a player that you're high on before I give my Sacramento Kings rant. Oh, wow. Should I, Building should up I... the hype here, man. Okay, well, uh, you're going to disappoint us here, right? You're like uh, the yin and the yang, right? We're going to give you the good, you're going to give us the bad? No, man. The Kings, are, the Kings are the truth this year, man. I can go into it if you want. But, uh, whew. You want it? Oh, I'll give just it to you right now, go. man. Let's, let's, let's go. go. Let's go. I'm, I'm trying to build the hype, Josh, you know? You're no, going to be looking it. at a full year, a full training camp of a De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis combination. Ooh. You, that's a nice pick and roll combination, man. You hit that with a high pick and roll. Sabonis drops into the pin. in offense after the trade. How, where? 27th in offense after uh. the trade for Sabonis. Well. Without... A training camp, Josh. You're putting two strong-headed guys together, and you expect this offense to mesh immediately? Come on, man. And the best part of it all, they got my boy Kevin Herter. Spread the floor, baby. It's a lot better than Justin Holiday was for that team. I think he was actually part of that trade. But nonetheless... <laughs> I'm telling you, man, this Kings team is... Just deep enough to squeak their way into the play-in tournament. That's all they got to do. And then you know how it is with one game, like one game, quote unquote, tournaments. Who knows? Yeah, like I think they're gonna be fun to watch from an offensive point of view, and they're gonna score like 115 to 130 points a game. But they're also gonna let up that plus five points probably most games. Um, and you know what? Like, it's all good. It's all good, as long as they make it into the play-in tournament. It's all we need for Sacramento. I, th- like, even though the East <laughs> is strengthening, they're just not good enough. Like, uh, like maybe they can make it in the play-in. Like, that's a honestly a possibility. But, like, there's only a few teams that I can for sure put beneath them. And um, I, I just, I'm not that excited. Like, they're going to be exactly what they were last year. When the, they got supposed. The Spurs. The Spurs. The Thunder. The Thunder, the, the Rockets, and the Jazz are all going to be worse. Yeah. Right? So and all they need is one team, I'm thinking Portland, to fall off just a bit where they decide that they want to tank as well. Or Sacramento just, uh, you know, straight up just uh, beats one of these teams out for that play-in spot at the 10. It's not that hard to believe, to be honest. I'm not saying that they're going to make the playoffs as like a sixth seed. I'm saying they're going to be in an opti- in the play-in tournament, and they're going to be fun to watch. I just find it uh, yeah. funny how, you know, Sacramento hasn't made the playoffs since, what, 2000 and 
six? I think so. That it was the Ron Artest year. Ron Artest and Kevin Martin. Yeah. And yeah. they're the most team. <laughs> they're the most overhyped team in terms of especially like, you know, over unders on podcasts, especially in the NBA. Like Sacramento's been the punching bag for the last who knows how many years. I mean they're no, probably the no, worst no, no, franchise no. in sports right now. Minnesota was the punching bag for a solid amount of years there. That's not the last little while. Everyone's like caught up to like seeing how bad Sacramento has managed everything, especially the draft. But this year, the one good thing about Sacramento is they finally seem to have figured out the draft. They seem to have figured out, you know, they got Keegan Murray. They got a real coach. Hopefully they don't fire him. But like, is yo, he, Mike though? Brown is a decent, he is an above average coach in this league. I don't he think you would coach. say that based on his previous stints, though. No, I didn't say he's going to get you to the next level. I said that he is an above average, i.e. he instills a defense and he gets got, like young guys to buy in. That's all you need. You know what? He, he lays the foundation. This team needs consistency. He they lays just the... need consistency. They need a foundation. Yes, a foundation. That's it. Yeah, but That's all this team needs right now. But Mike Brown's the guy that builds the foundation and then another coach takes them to that winning that level. Fine. Build your foundation. Yeah. I just need someone else to get in there first. Okay, hold on, hold Brown. on, hold on. We're talking about this team being a great offensive team, and Mike Brown is trying to turn them into a defensive team. So something no, doesn't I didn't match say, here. I did not say that he's going to turn them into a defensive team. No, I but said, he's going to try to, right? Which usually no, means that he slows no, the pace no. down, which is what he's done in the past with his other teams, right? And this team is not conducive to playing half-court basketball with their current roster construction. This team needs to be playing faster, especially with the young guys they have on the team. And I, there's a lot of moving pieces here. Like They have a lot of new guys on this team. It's the Sacramento Kings. They have a coach that wants to instill defense on an offensive team. They have no identity. And it's the Kings. I just keep going back to that. They might make the play-in, but that might just be based on injuries like the lakers being terrible because of injuries and just overall terrible roster construction portland same idea so yeah if they get the 10 c with like 36 wins congratulations i guess is that really in order yeah you're damn right it is <laughs> I think this is the one the year they is... should actually be tanking but this is the one team i do not want to see victor go to so i hope they do make the plan the bar is very low man and all we need for sacramento is Almost 500. You know, what? I don't it's, think that's happening. Peter's, it's going to be almost 500. And I'm going to get a one of those old school C-Web jerseys that's like half purple and half black. Peter's Man. just trying to relive, I guess, the glory days from uh, the Mike Bibby and Jason Williams. Yeah. Uh, Kings, if you're getting excited about maybe making the play-in tournament, you got to get your priorities that, in check. There is no maybe making the play-in tournament. There is solidified okay, making okay. the play-in tournament. All right. You know what? Thank you're, you very much. You're the absolute biggest troll. Let's actually talk about good basketball. <laughs> I'm serious. Um, I, hold on. Hold on. I, I am, I'm going to say I am rooting for the Kings to make the play-in because that means hopefully the Lakers will be in the lottery and New Orleans has an option to swap with them. So the best scenario that could happen here is the Lakers are in the lottery, they end up with the number one pick, and then New Orleans ends up getting Victor. <laughs> <That'd be great. laughs> imagine that imagine his Victor and Zion on the same team. Oh my god. Oh yeah, my god. There's not a ball to go around then, man. That's for damn sure. Oh my god. But l- let's actually go and talk about uh, something that's exciting in the NBA. 
Um, I can go two ways. Like I was split between choosing the Hawks or the Pelicans. I think they're both in similar positions with teams that have so much potential. Um, I think we talked a bit briefly about both of these teams uh, last week on the pod. Um, But for me, I'm I'm probably going to end up talking about uh, the Atlanta Hawks because this is a team that almost went to the NBA Finals the year before. Had a, not this year, the year before. Um, and th- last year they had a down year. Like they, they were decimated by injuries. They, they just couldn't get into a rhythm. Um, I think they also probably overestimated the, their own ability and underestimated their opponents. And, um, they didn't even make it really, um, they didn't have a successful regular season and they made some big changes. They kind of moved on from a lot of their depth pieces uh, and really kind of tried to solidify a style of play that works for them. And this is the year where they should make a, a playoff run or at least ha- be a team that, if healthy, could be a hard team to beat. Um, they got DeJounte Murray, one of the, the top defensive guards, um, to really help uh, solidify their backcourt defense. Another ball handler to take the ball out of Trey's hand. Um, they may be transitioning away from uh, Clint Capella and maybe going a bit younger in the center position. Uh, will John Collins uh, really take over as one of their front court offensive stars? Um, and is is really like DeAndre Hunter going to stay healthy? I think there's so many questions, and they have pieces, and they have like good players that can really play a different style. Um, like run and gun, and they have some defensive players too. So I could see them uh, really pushing and uh, and being a t- top five team in the East. I mean, the one thing that worries me about them is I'm looking at their roster right now, and in terms of the regular season, like their bench is not good. It's funny because like, last year their bench was amazing. Yeah, but they lost some of those pieces too, right? They lost Delon Wright. They lost Gallo. And Bogdan um, is going to be out for at least the first couple weeks of the season, it looks like, right? So I'm going to name... Actually, you know what? Better exercise. Name three guys off the bench that are not named Okongwu, Bogdan, or Jalen Johnson. They have a Jarrett Culver. They have a Jarrett Culver. I'm surprised that was the first guy that you named. (laughs) I always thought he was good. What? He was a top... He was a top seven pick, and he's... How did you know this? I didn't even know this. Well, no, it's because it's funny, because when DeAndre Hunter... I think DeAndre Hunter and Jarrett Culver got drafted in the same year. And I think Jarrett Culver went seventh, and DeAndre Hunter went sixth, if I'm not wrong. And were you just high on Jarrett Culver for some reason? You've been following Jarrett Culver's offseason, huh? No, I was just wondering, like, how how he turned out and I don't think he turned out that great. So yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't lie to you. I can't name anyone else. Like I'm looking at the roster, so I, I obviously can, but uh, not great, Bob. I mean, the only interesting thing is off the bench, they have both holiday brothers. So maybe because of the synergy between them, it'll actually turn into <laughs> something great. You, you know what? That's what Indy thought last year, and uh, so far that didn't get them anywhere. That is true. <laughs> if, if you combine one Justin and one Aaron, you get half of a Drew. Yeah. Do you, though? No. Maybe three quarters. <laughs> no, maybe, yeah, maybe half of a Drew, Drew is correct. I don't know about that. 
Maybe a third. It doesn't matter. Either way, they got the wrong holiday. They have a one in three chance and they got the wrong one. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, like one one injury to one of those guards, they're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. I'm I, I'm more interested in like what they're going to do with this front court. Because Josh, like we were talking about this pre-pod, but this combination of Capella, Okongwu, and Collins is not going to last. Like someone's going to get moved, right? Like one of the... Either Collins or Capella has got to be on the way out at some point or another. Because like how... How do you have someone as skilled as Onyeko Kongwu just waiting in the wings for this for his opportunity? You know what I mean? It's just an odd combination of the three. Yeah, I mean, it's only a matter of time before he takes over. It may not be this year, though, because Clint Capella has uh, his last year of his contract this year. He's going to be playing for contract, obviously. Um, and I'm not sure if they move him this quickly because they're trying to win right away. So you would think that they're probably going to hold on to him unless they can get a haul for him, which they're probably not going to based on the way he's played the last couple of years. Like what team is going to trade for him that makes sense right now, right? It doesn't, like you look at a team like Charlotte, obviously, but now Charlotte's probably going to be tanking. Like a mid-level team that needs a center. There's not many out there that want to give Clint Capella, not only whatever he's making this year, like $22 million and something along those lines, but if they're going to be trading for him, they're going to want to pay him in the future as well, give him his next contract. And I'm sure that's not something a lot of teams are looking into right now anyway, maybe in the offseason. But right now it doesn't make a lot of sense. You think Collins is the guy to get traded finally this year and open things up for DeAndre Hunter, who just got an extension four years, $94 million. Um, And then maybe they can balance out the roster by trading Collins for maybe two good pieces that can either play off the bench or you know, play with uh, DeAndre Hunter, who might have to go to the four at that point. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I I think they'll also be, uh, like, I think one team that I could potentially see um, them being good trade partners is the Clippers, because the Clippers need some center depth. Um, and I think they obviously have a lot of wing players, and I think the Clippers and the Hawks could kind of trade some of their wing players. The Clippers would trade some of their wing players for one of the Hawks forwards because um, the Clippers only have really Zubach and obviously you have uh, Batum, but that actually makes a lot of sense. That was, that's mm-hmm. pretty good. Got me thinking there. It's not bad. You're it's welcome. not bad. What if, what if one of the Clippers went to, uh, to Cleveland filling that three spot out there? Yeah. They yeah. Ha- but they the have Clippers all... are trying to win now, right? So what's Cleveland going to give them back? True. Kevin Love. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah you're right Capella on this team would be interesting Stonehands though Raj I don't know if the the Clippers want Stonehands I don't know I don't would want them either (laughs) Uh, I like that Uh, can we move on Um, uh, once again I'm going to change up this order on you guys just to mess with you a bit you know obviously every year we all have our league pass darlings I obviously like to watch the Nuggets a lot Josh, you seem to like watching the Timberwolves for some weird-ass reason. No, 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 no. I said I'm looking forward to watching the Timberwolves experiment this year. Yeah, whatever, man. Uh, your your fandom with the Timberwolves is beyond me. It's sort of like me and the Kings. It just It's not rational. Raj, for some weird reason, just likes to watch big men shooting mid-range jumpers, which is just... All sorts of weirdness. You see how he perked all up? Bubbles. He perked up. <laughs> yeah. He's like, ooh, LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah. yeah there you oh, go. Day, baby. oh, LaMarcus, 18-footer. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Efficiency. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Turnaround jumper. Oh, my God. 
My God. I, what teams are you guys just absolutely not going to watch this year? I mean, like, <sighs> if it's one of three games on, you're, you have nothing else to do. It's your night alone, no wife, no girlfriend, no babies around, no good movies that are catching interest. And you're like, damn, should I really watch the Indiana Pacers tonight or should I just sit in my room in darkness? Which would you rather do? Okay, we gotta we gotta make this so we can't include all these tanking teams, all right? So it's gotta be like the top expected top ten or range of top ten in each conference. Ah, uh, fine. So Don't we're make knocking it off. Fine, fine, fine. Okay, so let's just knock off Indiana, San Antonio, OKC, Houston, Utah. Uh, who in the East is tanking? Orlando. Orlando. Charlotte. Uh. Yeah, fine. Yeah, or or yeah, you're right, Charlotte. Good point. So Orlando and Charlotte all out. So which, I guess we should include Detroit, even though I don't want to. But like you know, and I, then, you and guys then aren't going to watch. We Detroit might as well drop Detroit. Washington. Nah, they're not going to tank. That's for <laughs> damn sure. Well, then that's, I don't know if they'll be good, but they're not going to tank. That's all my right. Pick. So if we're going to do that, just like take off all the tanking slash near play-in teams and just go with like the good to pretty good teams. How about teams that may make the playoffs? How about that? Okay, fine. Playoff bound teams. All right, Josh, you go first. Uh, for me, I am going to go. I, I think off. I think everyone thinks this, but nobody actually says it out loud. The Miami Heat. The Miami Heat are not a fun team to watch. They are the same formula year after year, which usually in the regular season is like a lot of injuries, a lot of sitting out. And a lot of really good defense, which results in, like, grinded out games, which is not fun for the regular season. And they just don't have a lot of guys that you just tune in for. Like, yes, Bam is a really good player, maybe even a great player. Is he fun to watch? Are you going to watch his highlights after the games? Probably not. Yo, Raj, mid-range jumpers, man. Yeah, exactly. Raj probably loves them. Yeah, we're going to watch the Miami Heat league pass 82 games. (laughs) (laughs) They might be uh, your team, could... honestly, because Jimmy Butler likes to shoot mid-range jumpers, too. And again, another player that's just not that exciting in the regular season anyway, because he doesn't play a lot. So then you're stuck with a bunch of guys like, you know, the Duncan Robinsons and Gabe Vincents of the world that might break out. But is that exciting to watch? Is that going to wet your beak? I don't think so. Yeah, I'm going to one-up you. And uh, am I allowed to say the Portland Trailblazers or no? Go ahead. Make your case. Right. I'll allow it. All right. I just think that this team is, compared to the other teams in the West, it's they're just not very good. Um, it'll be fun to watch Dame for like one game, and then the rest of uh, the rest of the time it's going to be kind of a boring show. I I don't expect them to be exciting to watch. Like I really am not interested in watching Nurkic or Jeremy Grant pull-up shots. I don't think they're going to actually have good team basketball. Um, and it's going to be hella boring. Um, and I'm just not interested um, in, in the Trailblazers. And I do have a backup team. I think the same thing on the East is going to be the New York Knicks. Like I, 100%. It'll be fun with Jalen Brunson to see how far he can carry them, like one or two games. Then it'll be like, okay, this shit again. Whoa, 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 whoa. The only retort I have is I'm going to be watching a lot of R.J. Barrett. Oh. RJ Barrett's nice, man. I don't know. He's Canadian nice. brethren. Let's go. Like, I respect Come on them. now. 
But I don't know. Just his game for me is just like a bit like it's rougher on the edges. It's not smooth. It's not PG smooth. Yeah, I, I don't really no, see it with no, RJ. None of you yet. guys are PG smooth. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't really see it with RJ yet. Uh, I mean, maybe this year is finally the year he breaks out with a good point guard next to him. It's definitely possible, but. I do agree on those last two teams. I think Portland might be a fun watch if they play a Western Conference team that scores a lot because then you have like Dame and Simons going at it with whoever they're playing against. But they're playing on a random Tuesday night against a pick your Eastern Conference team. Maybe not. Yeah. My team was going to be that random Eastern Conference team in the Chicago Bulls. (sighs) Last year I was so high on this team, but... uh... Without Lonzo, man, like, uh, it's going to be tough to watch Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan doing everything for this squad. It's true. Not that I don't, like, I love those two guys, but, man, together, it's it's not exactly the most entertaining team. But also, low-key, like, we already talked about them, the Atlanta Hawks. I don't, I don't know enjoy if I watching Atlanta. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't enjoy it. I don't like watching Trey Young foul hunt. I, he did it less last year, but I still, it, it kills me. And I, the worst part is that my expectation is for him to foul hunt. And because he was so ball dominant for the last few years that, like, every time they're on offense, I'm just like, man, Trey's just going to try to do something stupid again. And it's like, I wish my mind didn't work like that because he is incredible to watch. He's super fun. And, like, you know, he has all these like, crazy highlights and shit. Same with John Collins posterizing people all the time. Every possession, man, I just automatically assume that Trey Young is going to try to foul hunt. Yeah, I, I sort of see them as like the Timberwolves East, though, to where they have a bit of an experiment to see if Trey Young can actually play out the ball and see if he's okay with giving up the ball in certain possessions, especially later in the game. So that's sort of interesting. Yo, if he is, whew, if he does, if if that actually works with uh, DeJounte handling the ball more, man, that team's going to be vicious, that offense. I mean, they're already but second in the in the league last year on offense, right? So I think it's about their defense this year. But on offense, if they can actually like you know, get this together and make it work come playoff time. Maybe they actually have a shot of winning a round. Who knows? Were they really second on offense last year? I think they were. That seems They were top five, man. They were top five for sure. Really? Yeah. For a team that didn't make the playoffs? Yep. They were like 28th in defense, so. Well, that doesn't surprise me whatsoever. Guys, can we just move on? Uh, I'm tired of talking about all these crappy, boring-ass teams. Uh, my last question for you, which star or a superstar, like what, what comeback player are you guys looking forward to the most? I want to end this on a high note. So we're looking at guys like Kawhi, PG, Jamal Murray, Zion, Rui. John Wall. Who? <laughs> exactly. No, Rui. <laughs> oh, Rui. I mean, Yo, he's going mean, to have wanna... a comeback season, but we're, we're, we're going to keep it serious here. Yeah, you know, Ruby didn't even get extended. That's all I'm saying. So rough. Um, yeah, you know who you who you guys high on? Josh, are, are you just gonna tell me Kawhi because you know 2019 Raptors championship here? I mean, I was gonna go. You him, are. But no, I can obviously. So I am. You going... were. <laughs> My God. Of course. I mean, who's not looking forward to seeing the robot play again? But uh, for me, I'm gonna go with Zion. Because Zion, every night, he does something. Like, when you watch the games, he does at least one or one or two things that you just either haven't seen before or you're just like, how the hell did he do that? His second jump is unbelievable, obviously. And when he catches it on the run, like, he's going to catch some bodies this year. So I'm looking forward to seeing him play, and I hope that he plays at least 60 games this year. 
that would be a good hope. I think just to see if he actually can play a, a season and uh, actually put up good numbers, that'd be fun to watch. But for me, not even trolling here, I'm actually interested to see how Ben Simmons plays. Cause Damn. I that was, was mine. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I just want to see if he actually made any adjustments to his game. I think, spoiler, he hasn't. Um, I want to see how he fits in with the two other stars on that team and Kyrie and Kevin Durant. I, I want to see how he returns to Philly because they're rivals, right? So um, they're going to play each other enough times. Uh, I also am curious to see if he's going to pick up anything from Steve Nash, one of the the great point guards of the league in the past 30 years. So um, I, I think there's just a lot to watch with Simmons and uh, like it, it, it's really going to be an interesting thing and it's probably going to give us a lot of storylines. The only thing he's going to catch from Steve Nash is how to get fired from your job early in the season. I mean, he's already oh, done wow. that actually last <laughs> year, right? So I guess Simmons is already ahead of the curve in that way. Nah, man. He's going to, like, the best thing Steve Nash can teach him is, uh, you know, maybe use your right hand instead of your left when you're shooting. <laughs> well, first step, take a shot. And then second step, shoot with the proper hand. I like how Ben Simmons gets all defensive when people are going at him on social media for shooting an air ball 15-footer um, in, like, an outside, what was that, like an outdoor event for the Nets? Yeah. And he's like, oh, you yeah, just took the like one their, shot. Um, it's like, you're never going to catch yeah. Kevin Durant doing that. Or Joe Harris. You shot an air ball 15 foot? What the hell's wrong with you? You're a professional. <laughs> it, was, it was the wind, man. As soon as that happened, he should be like, oh, it was the wind, you know. It's yeah, another back here. injury coming. <laughs> <laughs> what a waste of talent. Yeah, that, that was great, man. He's that was like health and safety. Like, actually? No, no. But I feel like you oh. should have yeah, said. You, yeah. you believe it, like, though. What? Year-long health and safety. <laughs> Nothing would surprise uh, me at this point with him. Man, Raj, that was my guy. I was going to pick Simmons, too. Yeah, well, you I just have, want to see what he's got left. You did me you dirty know. in the draft, so. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm good at what I do, man. I, I'm going to say John Wall, then. How about that? Another point guard. I, I mean, John Wall literally sat for a whole year last year when he was healthy. He's he got the L for treatment years. from OKC. Yeah, like... Man, he's got just the competitor in him has to be like just thriving to get out there. Like, you know how you guys get that itch to play like ball after like a month or two of not doing anything? Imagine how John Wall feels. This guy's a professional athlete, and he was told to sit at home last year. Man, and get paid though. Let's not forget the key part. I mean that that part aside, which you know all the power to him, get paid. But I'm sure the guy wanted to play too. You know. I mean, I would love to get paid um, $46 million a year for sitting at home. That'd be great. Yo, Josh, you announced that you could only shoot 20% from the field in NBA. John Wall definitely shoots better than 20%. Yeah, Josh, Josh you're not getting $46 million with that attitude. <laughs> yeah. This is true. John Wall at least shoots 31%. Okay, come on <laughs> this now. This is true. I just hope he's healthy on playoff time, though. And the Clippers should be managing his minutes pretty well this year. Like, he can sit out Just any like game he wants to. like everyone else on the team. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. they're going to be team, you know, rest everybody on a back-to-back. So, should be interesting. I don't blame him. Then we'll see, really see Ivaca Zubac taking over on this team. Oh, God. All right. Uh, Josh, hit me with some stats corner, please. 
For sure. Um, so as of two days ago, there was a staggering number of players that finished the season on an NBA roster that are currently free agents right now. So out of the 504 players that finished last season on an NBA roster, how many of the 504 are free agents as of two days ago? You can both take uh, a guess. 103. 84. Raj is a little bit closer. Uh, 91. Ooh, we almost split the middle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Almost a fifth of players are out of the NBA, which is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Man. And uh, <laughs> I feel like nobody's talked about this all season, but uh, or all offseason. But Miles Bridges really uh, should have taken that guaranteed contract last summer. There's eh? a lot of should have, could have, would have. It makes you wonder, though, like if he took that contract, could they have just voided the contract? No, nah, man. NBA is guaranteed. Guaranteed. Even if you get convicted? I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Well, he's that, not yeah. convicted right if now. If he was convicted, though. Yeah. I don't think that there's an issue if he's a criminal. <laughs> like, you remember KCP was on, like, house arrest when he was playing for the Lakers? <laughs> that is true. I guess it depends on what kind <laughs> yeah. of. Uh, all all I know is he's, he's in a support group for. Should have, could have, would have with Dennis Schroeder, who's the uh, CEO of that support group. I don't know, man. If you were to choose who fumbled the bag worse between Miles Bridges and Dennis Schroeder, who would you pick? Oh, it'd be Dennis Schroeder. Bridges. No, because Dennis Schroeder bet on himself and. So did Bridges. Bridges bet on. Yeah, but he bet on himself and then <laughs> acted like an idiot. His... <laughs> idiot. Like... He bet on his, his partner not snitching him out. And uh, that clearly did not work out very well for the guy. Yeah, I mean, it's or two her. completely separate <laughs> scenarios. You're talking about basketball in one. You're talking about, you know, domestic. Yeah, an abuser. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Peter. Do better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. Do that for a stats corner. How many NBA players are also convicts? Oh, I'm just pulling up the stats I can name right KCP. <laughs> Antoine Walker. Ooh. Is he a convict? Ooh, we're getting to... Jason Kidd. Glenn Whoa. Big Baby Davis. Whoa, now we're Chauncey talking. Chauncey Billups, okay. question mark? Mm. Mm. <laughs> I hit Peter hard right there. <laughs> I know. He's going to go home with that's why. That's why you're not going to watch the Portland Trailblazers this year, Raj. That is why. I have morals, Peter. We have morals here. <laughs> All right. And on that note, I'm going to call it here, guys. I want to thank everyone for listening. Please remember to rate and subscribe on iTunes, on Spotify, all your major podcast platforms. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Hoops Corner Pod. And until next time, peace.